0: Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents, they're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future homebuyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of homeownership a reality. Visit chrissawyerannie maccom email him at csawyer at or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number three nine three four five. Corporate NMLS number three three eight nine two three. AnyMac Home Mortgage, and Equal Housing Lender. American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA AnyMac Home Mortgage. Lender Direct. Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, licensed lender. Broker number ML three three eight nine two three. Massachusetts mortgage lender and mortgage broker license number MC three three eight nine two three. Rhode Island licensed lender, license number two zero one one two eight one zero. L. Call for additional details.
1: Sanderson looking in, zone for a pass. He's looking for King something He's gonna go down to the right side. Lawrence down the 20. 30 down to the 40. He might go
0: all the way. Third down and seven. Good jump off the line by Strahan, who gets the sack. Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning stays on his feet. Airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Four-man rush. Eli throwing into traffic on the sideline. They're going to rule the catch by Manning. Welcome to Join About the G-Men, a CMG sports podcast. I am Joe Aguire along with Sean Scanlon. And we're joined by Steve Risser from Sports Talk with RJ. You can catch them weekdays at one o'clock great show today by the way Steve so appreciate you uh doing some double duty today and I I'm sure you're super excited about it glad to be here because I know it's the preseason I don't care the New York Giants or a 2 football team I will take that any day of the <laughs> week We're, we gotta obviously talk about this football game I I a little bit later on, we got a couple of things that we're going to talk about. Number one, we're going to talk about who's the greatest Giants running back of all time. And I know a lot of people think 21 right away. I got a different 21 in mind. I'll tell you all about that. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks, disaster. Uh, they don't know who their quarterback is going to be. I think if the Giants have seen anything now in two preseason games, it's they got some, some decent quarterbacks. Somebody in this group. I think can lead this team to six or seven, eight wins. I don't know. I mean, Daniel Jones, to me, Steve, I thought he looked good. I thought he looked very competent, very comfortable, very relaxed. He had a lot of time to make throws. Evan Neal was outstanding. What do you think about uh, uh, Daniel Jones' performance?
1: It was really good. It was really good. I know he threw that one pick, but that was off Bellinger's hands. He was he was really good. I mean, he was like 14 for 16. I think he completed seven in a row on that drive. Where they scored, they scored a touchdown. And they moved the ball, ball even on that first drive where they didn't convert on fourth and one. Yeah, they didn't have Saquon Barkley there. So and that could have been they could have gotten points on that drive. So I thought he was improved from the week before. I really like the fact he got a touchdown on that drive. I know it's against a bunch of Bengals twos, but you gotta play who you're you gotta play who you're going up against. So yeah, I thought Daniel Jones looked really comfortable. He looked really, really good on Sunday night.
0: Zay, thanks for joining us, buddy. Tell me what you thought about this game. And I know you're not a big Daniel Jones guy. Got to admit, he looked pretty good.
2: No, I definitely agree with that. Daniel Jones probably looked his best he's looked in a long time. He actually looked like he had an understanding of the offense. we he's starting to get some type of understanding of the offense. And he's just doing, you know, what we ask. We don't ask him to do much. We ask him to be manageable, you know, get out, you know, stay out of the three and out situations. And that's what he did. He put the Giants in position to score each time he had the ball. So I, I feel like I feel confident, honestly, behind with Daniel Jones leading the Giants. I said before I think it'll be around three and five before they start to figure it out. I still think they're on pace to figure it out around that same time. But I do think Daniel Jones could lead this team to seven, eight. Plus wins. I could I could definitely see that. One if he continues to get a grasp at a offense the way he seems to be picking it up.
0: Sean.
3: Joe. Uh yeah, I mean, I agree. Obviously, uh, he looked pretty good. Uh biggest thing that I took away is that I mean he wasn't looking super flustered in the pocket. I think that's been uh the big, you know, uh detriment in his career so far is you know him shuffling his feet too much um him you know not being confident in his o-line and obviously i don't blame him because he hasn't had a really great o-line in his whole career but uh he had protection so he looked uh confident in the pocket uh, was taking the checkdowns that were there if there wasn't uh, stuff downfield, so wasn't forcing any throws. Uh, but that's why he looked super efficient. And then, like Steve said, uh, he had the pick, but right off Bellinger's hands, should have been a catch. So I thought he looked really good, um, looked confident in the pocket, wasn't getting flustered, uh, made some good throws. Um, so, yeah, definitely um, confident with him in this new offense. Uh, it's not an offense from the 1970s with Jason Garrett anymore. Uh, it's actually a lot of motion involved. A lot of different plays, I think, that will benefit Daniel Jones in this offense. So I'm glad that Brian Dable is in there and Mike Kafka. I think it will benefit Daniel Jones a lot. And hopefully, um, I mean, we've seen a lot of good play from all these, even like backup receivers. Uh, and then hopefully Kadarius Tony can get healthy. Um, Kenny Galladay, I'm not going to talk about him because I'm done with him at this point. Um, but yeah, uh, Shep practiced today for the first time uh, after tearing his Achilles. So hopefully get some playmakers back uh, and get, get ready to go.
0: All right, there was a lot of guys obviously looked. It, it, we saw a lot of second stringers, a lot of third stringers. Cincinnati I don't think ran anybody out there literally at all. But again, we say you got to beat the team that is in front of you. Quite a few guys really stood out. Perhaps uh nobody nobody more than than Brandon Webslinger. Uh this guy made some really good throws and looked really good now I've already heard the cries for Davis Webb. I, again, would point out he's doing this against third stringers and guys who probably uh, aren't making a roster, and he's also throwing the the ball to backups uh, and people that he spends a lot of time throwing to. That said, um, we we might have seen Alex Bachman uh, turn into a legitimate roster guy. Yeah. And suddenly Tyron Taylor's grasp on the backup job is not necessarily where I thought it was just last week, Steve.
1: Yeah, I think he still has the, he still has the, I think Taylor definitely still has the backup job, but David Webb has been really impressive in this, in in the preseason. I mean, uh, uh, this week, I mean, he he led the Giants to two touchdown drives. Led them to the game-winning drive, and then he did the same against the Patriots in Week One. Led them to the game-winning drive. So when the game has been on the line, Davis Webb has gotten the job done in the preseason. So I do think Taylor has, a, has definitely is going to be the backup quarterback, but Davis Webb has had a really good preseason.
0: Zay, I know I know you like Tyrod Taylor. You were thinking maybe might, but where where are you at now after seeing what Davis Webb has done?
2: I agree, Risher. I, I think you're paying Webb way too much. Ty, excuse me, Tyrod Taylor way too much money for him not to be the backup. Um, Webb was obviously brought in as an experiment. He obviously is going to look better in an offense that he's been in previously when he was with Buffalo, so he's very familiar with the offense. It's more of him just figuring out who his weapons are. Obviously, he'll be without now a big weapon in Colin Johnson, who again I thought was a player who was going to. Have a breakout season for us. I hope he would have. Just obviously, nothing really transpired with him on the Jaguars, but I was hoping he could be that fit for the Giants that we need. But he, uh, I don't know. I, I still think that Tyrod Taylor is the front runner for the backup. Davis Webb is just, you know, he's comfortable in offense. He already knows against backups. I don't think it's anything special. Sean,
0: you want to on, weigh on this. Apparently, non quarterback controversy for the two spot.
3: Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's a controversy either. I agree with them. Um, it's, I mean, always good to have good quarterbacks. Uh, you can never have enough good quarterbacks in the roster, uh, especially with Daniel Jones' injury history. So I think it's always good to have somebody back there uh, with experience. Um, I mean, especially with Davis Webb having. Uh, experience in the offense before. And then Tyrod Taylor has been a starter in this league um, for almost a decade now. So it's always good to have somebody behind him, And it's good that they both look pretty impressive, um, especially for Davis Webb too. Um, but I agree. I, I mean, Tyrod Taylor is still the backup regardless. Uh, obviously he didn't have a great game against the Bengals, but he, he has the experience Um, He's still learned the offense and he's just a much better playmaker than Davis Webb is. And he's been going against second strings uh, as opposed to third strings, So uh, I don't think that that changes anything. Um, It's just a a good thing for us to have, you know, a good third string quarterback uh, moving forward. I
0: I was also very impressed with uh, Antonio Williams, the way he ran the football, making catches out of the backfield. You know, that's another guy they brought over from Buffalo, knows the system. I think this guy's going to be a player. I think this guy's going to, be a contributor. He's going to get some carries during games. I, that that's my sense. Um, I know Matt Beretta is just historically as someone who's had this guy stashed on my fantasy team for years, a guy who just is never healthy and where you would think backing up Saquon Barkley would be a golden opportunity. If you're a Matt Beretta and you can't stay on the field either, when you've had a million chances in, in in San Francisco, in Miami I think there could be some opportunity For Antonio Williams I think Gary Brightwell's uh, done With this team, I don't think he makes the next cut yeah, No, I mean, you don't totally- think so, Sean? Sean's like, Sean didn't like that
3: not my man, Gary. Come on now. Uh, I mean, he, he looked Gary Brightwell looked good and really good in the first game, and uh, he was like one of our leading uh, guys on special teams at least snap wise last year. So um, I don't. It's a different coaching staff, so obviously I don't know how they view him um, in the system, but I just feel like he's obviously, like you said, with the two running backs that we have uh, slotted in number one and two, always have an injury history. Uh, I think it's important to have backups there, so I, I think he makes at least a practice squad. I think that helped, but. Uh, um, I mean, I think that he'll probably make the roster, though. But if not, I, at least the practice squad, I would guess. <laughs> what
0: do you I
3: think, think Steve? Steve?
1: I mean, I I, I think I like I like what Antonio Williams did on Sun Sunday. I wish he got that fourth and one though. That, that 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 was that was pretty big. But I think I think he definitely could be a backup for Saquon Barkley. And you definitely have to have a reliable backup for Saquon Barkley because we know over the years he's had a lot of problems staying healthy. Yeah.
2: No, these guys – I think everyone is right, actually. I do believe, though, with the injuries that are going – you know, throughout the team that we have seen that they continue to pile up, you have to assume that a lot of guys are going to stay on the roster or at least make practice squad because the number of injuries so far have just been ridiculous at this point. You're missing how many offensive linemen, defensive linemen. You're now missing – you're missing a ton of receivers. It, it, it's getting bad. I don't
0: want to see that. Speaking of – uh, obviously Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, this Thaddeus Moss, who's a bum, and obviously fighting for his life, doing what the Bengals do—that that dirty block. Um, Kayvon walked off the field late. Later on, went into the tent. He's going for a second opinion. Giants expect he is going to miss a few weeks with a strained A.C. or M.C.L. But no structural damage, so uh, at least that's been averted for the time being because I really do think a a lot of the Giants' success, and the more success this young man has, I think the more success this defense has, and the more success this defense has, I think the better this football team is going to be. It all adds up. Yeah. Oh, oh,
1: yeah, I'm... Oh, you want to go? Go ahead, go and say.
2: Oh no, you you want? I, I told them bust months ago. I told them not to go this route.
1: I, I, oh come on, ah, come on, come on, came on ah, thib- ah, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Give as, it a as rest, said,
3: as, as, as Joel
1: said, Joe said. he's gonna be he's gonna be the key guy for this defense. I mean, if this defense wants to be one of the top defenses in the league. If this team wants to make a run, I mean, they're gonna run. I don't know. I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs, but a run to the playoffs. It's going to depend on Kayvon Thibodeau. Kayvon Thibodeau was the guy, pretty much their franchise player they took with the number five overall pick, the difference maker on defense as an edge rusher. When I saw him go to the ground like that, I was fearing a torn ACL. When I, when I saw him walking off, I was so relieved. So this is the guy that needs to be really, really good for this team to be a good team this year.
2: Again, I, I said a draft preview show. If you watch it, go back. You can watch it. I wanted to go secondary. I thought getting someone to shut down, I thought we needed more of that a, a corner based on our situation of losing Bradbury and not getting nothing in return. I thought the Giants need more help in the secondary as opposed to the, you know, defensive line. Obviously we know there's help there, but you have Aziz who's going to get another year. Aziz, again, we assuming he's going to have a big year this year based off of what he did last year. You're hoping there's some type of improvement there. Uh, you hope zimenez finally gets his his act together obviously this will be his last hurrah, if anything if he makes the 53-man roster at that so you would you were hoping that guys would have stepped up and that's why i would have said the giants probably should have went corner but again only time will tell
3: uh, honestly I, I feel more safe relying on cave Thibodeau than i do oh, yeah. shane zimenez though that's how's his numbers looked in the preseason games the ones he played I mean, they're playing for like two, decent two series. If yeah, for two yeah. Series, I thought you know,
0: you I think he actually had series. a a pretty decent play in in the backfield. Listen, it's it's uh, I'm not worried about him as much as I'm worried about Kayvon Thibodeau and Ojalari, who by the way, two holding calls against the Bengals because of the heat that Ojalari was bringing. Uh, he looked good and he played fast. And let's talk about the other guy for a minute. Evan Neal, uh, Steve had a subpar performance against the Patriots, very top heavy in the way he played practiced great. And was exceptionally only allowed one pressure on 25 snaps.
1: Awesome. And if you could get him and Thomas playing really well, you have an, an average, you have an average to above average offensive line. And, and uh, that's really going to help this team and really help this offense. If you know Saquon can stay healthy, and if you know if Sh- if Shepard and Galladay are are good, and, T- and Tony and Robinson are good, so that's that's this offensive line because it's not been good in a very long time. Neal and Thomas can have big years. That definitely can make a difference for this offense.
0: Sean, I saw a meme uh, on 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 Facebook today, and it literally showed Daniel Jones in a pocket that had uh openings in it that he could see down the field with it was one of the funniest memes i've seen in a long time (laughs) it's pretty good the the joy of my heart i felt when i saw that i mean giving this guy the time is going to make it whether it be him whether it be tyrod taylor whether it be davis webb whoever's taking snaps if you can protect your quarterback and give him some time be good things happen
3: Yeah. And we saw it consistently in the Bengals game. Uh, Daniel Jones had a lot of time to work with and you see what happens when he does. And even, you know, prior in his career, um, some of his best throws are obviously when he has a lot of time in the pocket. Um, He's a great deep ball thrower. Just most of the time he hasn't had time to do it because uh, he's scrambling for his life because the protection hasn't been there. So yeah, if Evan Neal could come in and be, uh, you know, above average starting uh, right tackle for us uh, right away. I think that'll be huge. Uh, I think Andrew Thomas is um, close to a Pro Bowl player at this point. Uh, He had a great second year and I think it's just gonna continue uh, moving forward. So if we can get those tackles uh, good to go, that'll be great. Um, I still have concerns about the interior line now, but uh, if we get those two tackles squared away, uh, that's obviously great. Um, You you don't have to worry about edge rushers as much as kind of just those interior uh, defensive linemen. Mm But, yeah, uh, I think that they're going to be a great duo moving forward. Uh, Evan Neal definitely looked a lot better in the second game. Um, still has some things to work on, but obviously coming into the league in your first couple games preseason, that's uh, I mean, that's pretty much you know what you expect. But, yeah, I think that they're going to be a great duo for a long time. Uh, I definitely think they could keep it up and just give Daniel Jones more protection because, uh, like you said in that meme, uh, it's definitely a good thing to see, something we haven't seen in a long time. So uh, definitely looking forward to them moving forward.
0: Now, Zay, uh, Giants will wrap up this preseason with a, an away game at home against your New York Jets, who are, I'm sorry, uh, with the New York Jets, who are also uh, <laughs> off to stars. a 2-0 and start. The Jets, again, if I think if you're a Jets fan, I think you are, but if you're a Jets fan, uh, I think right now you got to be feeling pretty good, like Steve does about his Astros. I think you got to <laughs> feel good about, long story with Steve Risser, he's a, he claims he loves the Yankees. He's definitely an Astros fan. I don't. Uh, I don't blame him. I've been. I've been saying that to Steve for many years now. But Zay, you're the Jets guy. Um, optimism in Jets land is that is that the way you're hearing things? Because that's a the roster's better and they're playing better. I don't know what that means. I think you had of winning a division this year though, right? That's that's hilarious. No, uh, no, he, Sean, you did he, last year.
2: It, it, yes,
0: I was just out of
2: sarcasm. Let's not remember. Oh, anyway. all right. Anyway, yeah, because I would that's pick the true. Jets to win the A C East. What a rookie quarterback. Anyway, the fact of the matter is, I don't think they're good. I think they. I honestly think we're watching the same old Jets. It's, it's preseason. I'm, I you can't make much out of preseason when starters don't play much. Your starting quarterback isn't there. Flacco, I don't believe in Flacco. He's been, I guess we can call him now a journeyman quarterback now. He is no longer a franchise quarterback. He hasn't been for a while. So I don't know how there could be optimism in that area. I think their receiver core is okay. It can get, you know, it's gonna get better over time, but I don't I don't see optimism there. The offensive line is is okay. Their best players on the offensive line is out with a knee injury. So I, I don't know where the optimism will be coming from. And you look around that division, Dolphins got better. The Patriots didn't improve, but the Patriots are just, you know, historically better than the Jets. And the Bills are, you know, the Jets, the Bills are a machine right now. And they've only gotten better. So I don't know where the optimism will be coming from. Literally don't.
3: Yeah. Well, they're Jets fans, so they're not really used to optimism, I feel like. Yeah.
0: Uh Giants and the Jets had a joint practice today. You guys saw this. And I guess uh I guess some fisticuffs broke out amongst Ooh. these two groups. My understanding is the, the Jets were on that field feeling very arrogant, like they were the better team. And as the Giants were slamming around in practice, uh some some tension started to heat up. Wait, so you might be right, Zay. Maybe we are just seeing the same old Jets.
2: They don't. They don't have a trophy room in our stadium. I don't. I barely consider them a team.
3: There's no need for a trophy room for the Jets in, in MetLife. There's literally no need. It's probably a lot of rust on their uh, their Lombardi Trophy. It's, it's, it's been a while. <laughs> it's
0: like <laughs> copper colored. It looks like the Statue of Liberty. The janitor's closet. Where, where's
2: where's the Jets' Super <laughs> trophy in the janitor's closet? It doesn't need to be
3: shown. It's, yeah, that's, you know, he, that's giant stadium as far as I'm concerned.
0: So uh, Robert Sellas says his starters will go a quarter and a half against the Giants. And uh, he has plans for everyone to play in the game. I think it's safe to say we'll probably see Daniel Jones at least for not. the first quarter again.
1: I don't know because of the joint practices. A lot of teams, I know the Jets are doing it, but there have been a lot of teams because of joint practices that just haven't played their starters in the game. So I, I'm not sure how much because Dave said he's not sure if the he never commented if the starters are going to play or not. So I'm not sure if we're going to see the starters. And he might be a little afraid of what happened with uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. To, to, he may keep them out on Sunday. I,
0: I listen. I applaud that. That's all fine and well. And you certainly don't want Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson that get hurt in the preseason? Because you're like, well, they don't even really need the work.
3: Yeah, Mike Lennon, same thing. Mike
0: Lennon, you give guys like that a pass, of course. To me, listen, I like Daniel Jones. And, you know, I've been on on the Jones train from day one here. I I still think this guy's going to defy the odds and be with us for some some years to come still. But I do say, I know you hate that. I think he's going to be. In, in in five years from now, oh. we're still going to be talking about Daniel Jones fumbled again, damn it! But I think no it's going to be a better all-around football team, and that's how things are going to shake out.
2: I wouldn't go that far. Right. Yeah. No,
0: he's still on a leash. He's still on a very short leash. Oh, he's, yeah. he's, oh he is. He's, he's a did, really short leash. He's got to get this year. It's so. yeah. Absolutely, deservedly so. I just – I think he's going to shock people this year. I Listen, I think, too, the – When you listen to everybody that talks about him, especially all all the big national talking head yappers, it's easy to dismiss Daniel Jones. It's easy to dismiss the Giants. The Giants have been irrelevant for a solid decade. The quarterback plays, even when Eli was there, really for the last decade has been garbage. So there's every reason to think that. But again, just in watching the way this offense is operated, no matter who's behind center, It's moving the football, and that's been a problem for the last decade for this team. So the idea that this team can now move the football, stay on the field more than three plays at a time, I think gives you a lot of hope for what could happen this year. Again, this could end up being a a 3-14 and season. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if that happened. I wouldn't be, but I expect that this is going to be a much better football team this year. Based on everything I've seen so far, again, I know they're preseason games, but I'm watching what the Giants are doing. I don't care who they're doing it against.
2: No, three and fourteen—that's that's a drastic number. I, I at least got a pencil in two for the Commanders, but they don't look like crap. I've seen what they look like in the preseason starters, and not, and they look terrible. I'm just being—I'm just being honest. I, I the Giants. I think don't we play the Jaguars at some point
1: this year? Yeah, we play the like Jaguars, what We do. We play the Jaguars, we play the Seahawks, we play the Lions, we play the we, Bears. Yeah, there are teams we play a that, lot of teams that are rebuilding. Yeah.
2: Yeah, there are teams the Giants can take advantage of on that schedule. And that's why I say three and five. I say some of those games, those gimme games will be game get right games. And then that's when they'll start to understand the offense.
0: I think that's really what it's gonna come down to. I very much see the Giants just going through the schedule. If they win the games they're supposed to and lose the games i think they're going to. They can go 8 and 9 very easily. And if they can turn some of those games i definitely think they're going to lose into wins, could be a really good season. My fear is, i think there's 8 games against lousy football teams including the commanders. I think i threw the eagles into that category as well. If the giants don't win all of those games, the season's going to get worse and worse and worse. If they're six and two against those teams, maybe we're in luck. If we're four and four or three and five, then the giants will be at the bottom of the barrel. I think that again, this schedule to me says definitely eight wins. And if things are going well, maybe you can win nine, maybe you can go nine and eight. Wouldn't that be something a winning record? Uh, I don't know how much more that I I see coming out of this schedule. Um, are You really but, that
2: confident that no, like we honestly look at the division,
0: just in no, the division. I, alone. I, listen, Are I'm not really that confident. confident, Isaiah. Isaiah, listen, this is what I am. I'm I'm telling you, there's games on this schedule against teams like the you gotta win those games, but sometimes the giants lose those games 22 21, stuff like that. The more of those games they have this year, again, clearly, there, there won't be the growth we're looking for from Daniel Jones. Saquon's not having a monster year. Kenny Galladay is still vanished off the face of the earth. They start putting out the 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 missing persons posters. That then 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 we'll know where we're at. It's going to be time to get a new quarterback. Maybe Davis Webb gets a crack at it late in the season. We go out. We draft Bryce Young with the first overall pick because we're three and fourteen.
2: Bryce Young, jeez, please. I'm not taking an Alabama quarterback. That's not happening. I'm trying to turn my franchise around. Well, the
0: good one's already gone. Mac Jones, we know that. Yeah, I'm sure because he's (laughs) a successful one,
2: and he's only been one playoff win. uh, Not bad for a ruck. Again, I think you're giving a lot lot of credit to the opponents. Again, I think that when you look around the division, there's a lot of question marks in just that alone. I don't know what the Cowboys are going to be. For a very long time, especially the Cowboys, they have been – we, we know them for what they're going to be, a 10, at least 10 win team, you know, fighting somewhere for the top of the division. We at least knew that. Not going to make it far in the playoffs, but that's the Cowboys that we know. But for, for the first time in a long time, I look at that offense and I'm not really sure. I'm not sure if Lamb's at number one. I'm not sure if Zeke's going to be a franchise running back. I'm not sure if he's even going to run hard. And again, I don't know if they're going. I don't. How are they going to get Tony Pollard involved? I think he's one of their best weapons. I, they, I, need, I think he needs to touch the ball a lot more often than Zeke. But, again, Zeke is the one who's gained the majority of the money in the backfield. So, again, I don't know what they're going to be. We talked about the commanders. They're a shit show. I don't even want to bring it up. Uh, you talk about the Eagles. who, yes, they brought in A.J. Brown, but if he has no one to get him the ball, I don't know how good Hurts is. I honestly don't. I, they, a lot of you feel Hurts is good. I think Hurts, like Kyler Murray, is another guy who will be out the league in three to four years. I don't think they'll I make it. I don't know hard. about Kyler Murray. Yes. I, again, Kyler Murray to me is, is just, he's just a gimmick waiting. To just, I, yeah,
0: I mean, I'm with you, Zay. I don't think he outlived the contract. They, he's, he's they, they'll end up eating a lot of money and the whole back end of this contract. He, he's not
2: serious enough. He's not, he doesn't have his head in it. He, these he's two video game—he's not even focused. They, the fact that you have to put in a clause, and I don't care what they lied about, and so they had—they had, they, they had to take it out. They put in a clause for him to study film. The fact that your quarterback, your franchise quarterback, you have to mandate that he studies film—that's an issue.
3: Yeah, that he's been calling he's, plays for them during the preseason, in the fourth no, quarter. So Yeah, I'm because, because sure he's out there he's playing early, backyard football and hoping it works as long as it works.
0: Uh, yeah, I actually read something like that, Zay. Like, he sees things on Madden, and then he wants to call plays in these preseason games based on things that he did on the sticks. And Madden's got some good play calls. No, I listen, I'm a Madden guy. I always have been. Player, but he's not that good. I'm not an NFL quarterback. I, so, I don't know. Maybe it works. Maybe it translates. No, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't work. If it was that
2: good, then anybody who calls himself a Madden pro expert should be out there coaching for NFL teams. If that was would it case. be
0: hilarious if you found out Tom Brady is the greatest player at Madden in of all time? Would would that be would that make you think Kyler's on to something? <laughs>
3: I'm just kidding. The T B12 message. The yeah, man, right.
2: I don't know another player who doesn't. I I can't think of a player in the league where they have to mandate that you
1: watch film.
0: Yeah, that's not so, a good That's, 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 that's definitely, good. definitely that's not I a love, good thing.
1: I like Kyler. I think he's I think he's had a couple of really good years, but that's not good. That's not good at all. And then they take it out. That's not that's not good. If you want to be competing with the Rams and the 49ers, that's not good.
0: They're paying that guy to win a Super Bowl in the next three seasons, and it's not going to happen, which is why I say, and we've seen them do it when they drafted Rosen, and then in the year after, they're, they're not willing to wait. Over the next few All seasons, right, you can't dude, compare
3: Josh Rosen and Kyler Murray though. Come I'm on. not
0: comparing. I'm what not comparing this? the quarterbacks. I'm comparing their willingness to cut loose a first round draft pick the next year to go get another one.
1: Yeah. If yeah, Kyler still-
0: Murray can't win the big games for the money they're paying him and knowing his shortcomings, which literally are that he's short, if he can't win in the in that division in this NFL in the next couple seasons, what are you doing there? He's yeah, not going to get he's not going to get better or taller. Or taller. <laughs> taller <laughs> maybe.
3: No, I think
0: he'll get better. I don't see I him think, getting he's I think he's a very good quarterback. I don't see him improving and I and I just don't know what that means for him long term. Maybe maybe some of the teams will eventually take a dip in that division, and 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 that'll help propel into
3: the top. But well, the I think for the money have, that you're yeah.
0: paying that guy, I don't know that you're getting
3: very far with him. I don't I don't disagree that he's a, not like a Super Bowl contending quarterback. I'm just Zay said he'll be out of the league in a, in a few years. That is because not you're paying
0: trust. him like a. Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yeah, he, he might and be off the Cardinals in a couple close. years. He's not going to be but out of the league. Somebody else going to take for? a shot
3: on him? There's only like 15 maybe, good quarterbacks in the league. Everyone is maybe maybe good Andy Reid.
2: No one is taking a shot on, on him. He's too short. He, he, he again. He Drew doesn't
1: Brees watch is short. Him. Russell
2: Wilson's short. Yeah, no, no, hold on. Drew Brees and Russell Wilson are around 5'10", 5'11", six, you know, six foot with cleats on. He is five seven. That's he's a whole nother five, ball game. Bro, Kyler Murray's 5'7", seven, bro. I don't care what they list up there, five eight. He's five seven,
3: bro. He's tiny. He is like five, absolutely nine. tiny. Five nine half, half.
0: Three quarters. Yeah. Bro. They're they right. When they write five nine and a half, you know he's five seven. He's tiny. Not for nothing, dude. They had Charles Barkley <laughs> listed at six foot six for his entire career. And when that man stood next to Michael Jordan, who was six foot six, He's like six it four. was evident that Charles Barkley was about six foot three, which explained why he needed three steps to dunk the basketball.
1: He was six three and played power forward.
0: Well, he was he also was 280. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that helps. Yeah, yeah. Were, yeah. Were different back then, they were actually power forward. <laughs> it's a little yeah. different yeah. game. No, All right, that's gonna cu- We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna cut the Giants talk short. We're gonna take a quick look around the league. We got to talk about your guy, uh, Deshaun Watson, and then we got to hit our ghost. <laughs> talking the greatest running backs uh. in New York Giants history coming up right after this. There's no bigger investment than home ownership, and to make sure the house is up to your standards, you need a professional to look it over. Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections is a licensed home inspector and a member of the Connecticut Association of Home Inspectors. Brian was a contractor for over 15 years, so he knows how homes should be constructed and how mechanicals should work.
3: What makes me a good home inspector was the 20 years that I was a home improvement person,
1: doing all the different repairs that I have done and what other people have done wrong that I had to go out and fix. So I have a pretty quick eye on seeing what's right and what's wrong. Before you move, call Shamrock Home Inspections.
0: Before you make the biggest investment of your life, Call Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections at 860-268-2566 or visit ShamrockHomeInspectionCT.com. All right, just a quick look around the league. There's obviously some, some developments this week. Uh, Deshaun Watson's suspension has now been pushed out to 11 games. He was fined $5 million. And I think even more importantly, This guy's got to go and get some help. His behavior was described as predatory, Zay. And according to Sue Robinson and the NFL's definition of sexual assault, that at least four of the women were sexually assaulted. It's the reason why, listen, they wanted us, they wanted a year clearly. They agreed on 11 games. It's a lot better than six. I think this is a better look for the league. And I'll tell you honestly, dude. Between you and I, you and I have talked about this a lot, Zay. This guy, he's a young dude. He still doesn't understand what he did wrong. I think getting him some professional help before this escalates to any other kind of nonsense is important for for Deshaun Watson as a man and as a human being. And for the Cleveland Browns, for the amount of money they've invested in this guy, I want to make sure that he's right in the head. I've always liked Deshaun Watson before this, Zay. This this turned me off on this guy big time. I'm glad he's going to get this much bigger penalty. I think it's deserved. Same time, I think the guy needs help, and and he's got to get it as part of this deal.
2: Uh, well, here's the thing: I'm not going to disagree with you there. He definitely needs help. He has some type of freak fetish that he needs to get counsel Or talk to somebody about and stay at least 500 feet away from the there Anyway, stay away from massage therapy. But on a bigger note, I do think – I think everyone should be taking – you know, everyone has a little bit of accountability in this. I feel the NFL did not do their job properly in in any of this. They didn't investigate Deshaun Watson properly. I don't feel they investigated even the Texans properly because, again, for the lawyer of the Texans in this original situation – You know, to be a next-door neighbor, none of this looks right. He gets 11-game suspension. He comes back against the Texans. He only loses $5 million. I feel like the NFL made this even uglier for themselves than just leaving it as Sue Robinson's decision and going, hey, this is what the mediator said. Because, again, it makes it look bad that, hey, you go harder on your players than you do your actual owners and these people who are supposed to. You know, regulate and modify the situation. And again, I just think a lot of it is out of control. The situation in general is out of control, and a lot of groups need to be brought, you know, to some type of accountability.
0: Okay. Steve, I what's to, what's your I'm thoughts on this <laughs> on this extended penalty? Do you think it's warranted? Um,
1: oh, oh, absolutely. I mean, I I personally thought she should got the whole year, but. It is definitely, obviously, a better look for the league just just to, to settle this and have him out eleven games. I mean, it's just the stuff he did was absolutely, absolutely terrible. And the stuff he, you was, the accused doing, Pre- he was accused behavior. of doing, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: predatory behavior, predatory behavior. That's, of doing was that's what he did.
1: I just, saying, just he said terrible.
2: what he did. I just don't know if he read the file because I didn't get a chance to read it. Because again, as far as I'm sorry, he wasn't criminally charged because he didn't do anything criminally wrong. But I just wanted to know what the NFL statute was. As I'm saying, he, he said, you know, I, I'm just asking.
0: Sue Robinson wrote a report. You can read the report. It's not good. And it's not gonna make you feel good. It's not gonna make you feel like you're definitely right about this. It's the stuff that's in there is not does not paint a, a very nice picture. And again, this dude needs some help because the stuff he was doing to the people he was doing it, there's something isn't right there. There's also that power dynamic, dude. He's this big time super rich NFL quarterback. You get a little bit of clout, and next thing you know, you're like abusing children. That's a problem. I were abusing children a little far. i mean he seventeen eating. year old girls. I have one. They're children. You're a father of daughters. I, I, you know, a, I'll tell, tell you right now. Wait, I'll tell you I right didn't. now. When your daughters get older, you will think you will look at seventeen and eighteen year old women much differently than you're doing right now. Oh, no, I completely look at them way more different than I do now. As a 30-year-old, I look at them and think,
2: oh, I can go after that. I feel they're completely out of my age group as it is. But as far as I'm saying with this whole Watson thing, I'm not telling you we didn't do anything wrong. My issue with the NFL is the way they pursue the players and they don't pursue ownership or – again – For them to try to they they my problem is they'll take a situation like this and throw as much ugly as they can and then try to make it look like they're doing anything. What are we ever gonna do about Dan Snyder? What about when these, you know, when these emails release from Gruden and we start finding out a lot of other things have been going on that we I'm pretty sure Deshaun Watson is not the only player in this league that a franchise or a team is enabling something for them to do. And that's my problem. If the NFL wants to get out in front and act like they're doing something for women or for African-American, I want their, their, their intent to be genuine. Sometimes I feel like they do it just to do it. And that's my issue with the penalty. That penalty that they gave him was a penalty just to do it. If you weren't going to go for a full year, you should have left it the situation it was. The fact that you're bringing him back 11 games against the Texans, you're going to make it a marquee game. It's going to make you money. You know what you're doing in this situation. That is my issue with. It has nothing to do with who did what and, you know, because obviously no one, I'm pretty sure there's maybe 200 more guys in the league who are just as filthy or worse than Deshaun Watson. We're talking about, we found out about Aaron
0: Hernandez being a literal killer. He was a literal killer in locker rooms for years. The punter for Jacksonville State College was arrested earlier today. Uh, at his previous university, he's accused of sticking a pool cue up a teammate's ass um, and causing bleeding and discomfort. Um, that guy, I don't know how you guys feel. I mean, I have played football. I've been in a locker room. I would never want that person to ever be in my locker room. And I'll be honest, if I was on a team and that guy got signed, I think I would pro like the first day someone's in jail. I would have to go over there and crack that guy upside the skull just so he knew where we were all at. Listen, there are, and 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 my issue on this thing, Zay, is, is Deshaun Watson is one of the best players in the NFL, period. You're talking about a guy who's who's a top 10 NFL player. So this is. Not only a terrible look on the league, because, again, this is like Ben Roethlisberger. This is like Kobe getting accused. Of, this is bad. This is a Keane. This isn't Kareem Hunt. This isn't, this isn't uh, uh, Josh Reed. This isn't some of these other losers where, like, ah, that's no big deal. Ray Rice is out of the NFL, not because he punched his wife in the face, but because he ran for 3.3 yards a carry that season, a dramatic drop-off. From a skill set level. Everyone's. I listen. I agree with you. I think Dan Schneider should be out of the NFL. I think Robert Kraft should be out of the NFL. And I think that idiot in Dallas. Jerry Jones should join him. I think. I think Robert Kraft should have suffered a much bigger penalty. But I also think the humiliation that he suffered. Was also pretty satisfying for me. I enjoyed that quite a bit. How humiliating for him. The behavior of Deshaun Watson, again, to me, it was predatory in nature. It was abusive. And, uh, again, you're. I like Deshaun Watson. He's always been one of my favorite guys in this league. He's getting a lot of money. We were talking about uh, 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 Murray, Kyler Murray. Uh, again, he's getting a lot of money. And they're like, listen, you got to study film. We're going to write it your contract. Again, there's concerns about that guy because of what? His focus. Deshaun Watson is a smart fella. He's a great football player, but he's got some issues. And again, and I appreciate it because I was going to, you did say right off the bat that you agree with what I'm saying. I want to talk about Deshaun Watson right now. Not because I agree. The process was messed up. Arbitrarily going from six to 11, Zay, giving him a fine knowing that they structured his contract, figuring he gets suspended. They gave him a million dollar contract knowing he wasn't probably going to play this year, so he wouldn't get lose a lot of money uh, in getting suspended. A lot of this, they, the, just the fact that Texans were sending security out with NDAs. There's so much wrong with this on so many levels, but none of this takes away what Deshaun Watson did is not only a bad thing, but something I think, again, as a man, we should be a little concerned for this guy, and like I said, Before this guy ends up five years from now putting a a gunshot, uh, a a shotgun barrel in his mouth, I want to make sure that this guy gets the help that he needs because I think he needs it.
2: Joe, again, I will continue to say this, and I will reiterate this. These 18 to 25-year-old kids, you are giving them so much money. You're asking them to be decent human beings, kids who've never seen money before. You're asking them to go out there, be decent human beings, stick to the script. And, and not lose. It's almost impossible. And then you, again, if he's being enabled because he's so good, how many other players in this league are being enabled? How many other players that we don't know about because he didn't try to screw his franchise and leave them?
0: While Which is why he this would have been the perfect guy to set an example of suspend him for a season, again. find him big time, make it hurt. You, you got to listen. If Tom Brady does something like this, if Aaron Rodgers does something never like know this. know unless it leaks.
2: Tom Brady could be doing this. But unless someone puts it out there, we will never know. The fact of the matter is, Deshaun Watson was doing it for years, as they said. But we never knew until someone felt some type of way. Till he was ready to get traded. That's when all this came out. That's when the franchise is like, well, guess what? You want to get traded? We're not enabling you no more. Matter of fact, we'll let just everybody know what you're doing. Since so you want to just leave us. That's how the situation goes. I understand what you're saying. I love it. He's completely disgusting. It's completely wrong what he did. But on the other end of it, the, the business dynamics of it, what I'm saying is you're allowing this. You're fueling. It's almost like baseball with PEDs and steroids. The fact that you allowed the steroid error to go you pumped it up. You made millions and millions of dollars on it. And then you ban these guys from the hall of fame. It's the same exact thing. You are using and abusing these players when they don't do what you want to do, you out them, you treat them like dogs. And this is the situation we're in. It continues to be this
0: a million percent. Yes. I uh, listen, I got to have you on our conspiracy show because I think we could talk about a lot of the things the NFL has done over the last two decades to protect the shield over the integrity of the sport, and in other cases, women. Uh, At least in three of those cases, concerning just the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers, another disgusting human being who's never gotten the help he needs, Ben Roethlisberger. All right, let's shift gears. One more thing I wanted to talk about because I love this. Again, if you're the New York football giants, you've got some, some talented quarterbacks in the locker room. Pete Carroll says the Seahawks will... Take all the time we need to decide on a starting quarterback. Not a lot of good options there. Still, I assume, Steve, tell me I'm wrong, that this team is banking on the San Francisco 49ers cutting Jimmy Garoppolo at some point.
1: They're banking on cutting Jimmy Garoppolo. The quarterback options are terrible either way with Drew Locke and Patino uh, Smith, and this roster is has gotten worse and worse over the years. Their defense, they, obviously they lost Bobby Wagner. Their defense is really, really bad. Really, the only good part of this team is their skill position players of like Tyler Lockett and uh, and D.K. Metcalf. And their, their running game is okay with Rashard Penny, and they drafted Kenneth Walker. But this team is in for a very, very long season. I wouldn't be surprised if this team wins more than four games this year. They are clearly the worst team in the NFC West, and they are one of the worst teams in the NFC and in all football.
0: Sean, not to mention the defense. They're far from the Legion of Boom.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's crazy to see. I mean, growing up uh, all through the early 2010s, uh, just watching the Legion of Boom, they always had one of the best defenses. They had at all three levels, too. They always had great pass rushers, obviously the linebackers, Bobby Wagner and K.J. Wright, and then obviously that great secondary. So uh, the turnaround that has happened in the last couple of years has been drastic. Uh, It's crazy to see. Um, and for Pete Carroll, I mean, they could take all the time they need. They can make the decision tomorrow. It's not going to matter <laughs> either way. I mean, they're going to stink this year. Um, I mean, Geno Smith is just a journeyman backup who's been in the league for years, kind of just bouncing around from teams. Uh, Drew Locke is uh, a way too high of a pick that obviously didn't pan out. in the Seahawks, I mean, taking a shot on him, but it, it's not going to help him. Um, like Risser said, uh, they do have great skill position guys in DK and Tyler Lockett. Uh, they got Noah Fant, too, from the Broncos, but their O-line is still not great. Uh, their running game is okay, but for that defense, um, they're terrible. They don't have any pass rush. Uh, Jamal Adams is probably one of the most overplayed pairs in, or overpaid players in all of football. Uh, he's a glorified linebacker who plays safety, um, So, and especially with Bobby Wagner gone now. So this defense stinks. They're going to give up probably 24 to 30 points a game, uh, and I just don't see Drew Lock, Geno Smith, um, being able to put up those points every game, so uh, yeah, like I said, they could. It doesn't even matter how much time they take; that they're going to stink this year.
0: Zay, let's pretend you're Pete Carroll for a minute, gun to your head. Who's starting for this team at least the first game? <laughs>
2: Again, I think Sean. So. I agree with Sean. It doesn't matter. They could put anybody out there. I think this probably is going to go down as probably the worst sign. It was a signing trade, right, with DeBrum- Denver? It's the Denver. Worst, probably worst signing trade in the history of sports. You gave up your franchise quarterback. You maybe you got some picks in return. And again, I'm not a big pick guy. I've always said picks are useless to me. I rather have the proven guys right away and know what I'm getting as opposed to some guy who may or may not pan out. So again, march out anybody. March out the punter, the kicker. Who cares? They're going to be the worst team. Run the wildcat. I don't. They don't have any weapons on offense. They don't have. I don't know who they got at running back this year. The defense is probably a bunch of unknown guys, guys we've probably barely even heard of. So what are they? I I can't, you know, I don't know what to do. What you want to see? They're the Seahawks. They're, They're done.
0: It is. It is. It does make me feel good, though, from a quarterbacking standpoint, that at least the Giants can say they're, they don't have the worst quarterback situation in the league.
3: This is what Geno deserves for taking Eli's starting streak.
0: (laughs) Zay, let's be honest. You have to pick one. You're picking Geno, yes? Well, he was a Jet. He was a Jet. jet Jets ties is is what I'm getting at, of course. All right, listen. uh, We're going to wrap things up. We're going to do part of our goaded series. We're talking about the greatest Giants running back of all time right after this. We can expect another wet summer in Connecticut, and that means more mosquitoes than ever. If you don't have your home service for mosquito control and you find you're spending most of your outside time swatting those little pests, or you did have your yard sprayed, but you still have bites all over your body, you're in luck. Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut provides the best value in mosquito control services because of how they treat your yard using the Mosquito Shield Tailored Treatment System. All mosquito control service is not the same. They don't use a fixed schedule or an identical product, one-size-fits-all service program. You can't control mosquitoes on a set number of sprays or visits. Unlike the competition, Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut will service you for this season whatever it takes to provide superior results. The promise has awarded them an industry-leading customer retention rating of 90%. Visit mosquito cnct.com to schedule an appointment with Wade DeCesare and enjoy the rest of the summer, mosquito free. Do appreciate you checking out joying about the G Men CMG Sports Podcast Network. It is part of our goaded series. We are talking who is the greatest running back in the history of New York Giants football. We are going to start with Steve Risser, again host of Sports Talk with R and J, uh, Wednesdays at one p.m. along with Justin Danarfrio. Steve, who is the greatest Giants running back of all time?
1: There's a lot of good ones. I mean, obviously, you uh, got Tiki and Joe Morris, but I'm going to pick one that played, you know, in the early '90s, in a time where the Giants weren't weren't, weren't that good. Kind of after the Parcells era, and that was Roddy Hampton. I mean, Roddy Hampton. I mean, he 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 he. Uh, Rushed for over 1,000 yards five times. I mean, he helped the Giants get to the playoffs in '93. Uh, then in '94, with Dave Brown as the starting quarterback, they won more games, than they lost. A the big reason for that was because of Rodney Hampton. So he was a he was a, he's a little underrated because he didn't play on any of the championship teams, but still a great running back for the Giants.
0: I like that. All right, Sean. <laughs> Let's talk yeah. about who your pick is. It looks like Steve did just solid here because I think your guy is who?
3: Yeah, that's uh, Orleans Darkwa. No. Uh, <laughs> it's, 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 you, you played the wrong clip there, Joe. It was Brandon Jacobs.
0: Did I really do – did I, honest to God, play the Brandon Jacobs?
3: That's that's why I was laughing, yeah. There you yeah, go. There's sorry. There that there that
0: was is. the uh, – yeah, let's, let's do the man right because that's he certainly match, deserved bro. it. Here's some, here's some great, I got to tell you too, and I I don't want to tip my hand, but uh, you know, growing up, obviously the two positions that meant to most of me in football were linebacker and running back. And I had a chance to meet both Lawrence Taylor and Joe Morris in 1986. Um, When Rodney Hampton came along, he sort of took the mantle from, uh, to me, another really great running back in Giants history. One of the only guys in the conversation, unfortunately, who is not a lifer, and that was uh, the great O.J. Anderson. Uh, For those of you who don't remember Otis Anderson, he was with the Giants as a backup in 86, 86. 87, 88, Mm -hmm. uh, became the starter 90, 91, 92, and led the Giants to that Super Bowl win, and literally the clip of him playing right now, for anybody listening to the audio, uh, is his Disney commercial uh, after he was named the MVP. Going to Disney World. Love that guy. Yeah. And again, uh, the only guy on this list, by the way, Sean, who is not a drafted New York Giant. Started with the Cardinals, I think, right? Yes, sir. He yeah. was an all-pro with the Cardinals,
3: as a matter of fact. There you go. OJ. Um, the, Not the other OJ running back. Yeah, not um, that
0: guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was, good, it was good, though. Actually, he was, hurry, go. hurry. See, he was good, though. He was very good.
2: See, you enable when you're good. When you're good, you get enabled in this world. A hundred
0: percent. You know how you knew he was enabled when they let him be in the naked gun movies. That's when you knew like, OJ's going to murder somebody at this point. We're just letting him do whatever he wants. Running through the airport after the Hertz guy. Like, come on, what's next? And that's, we got what we deserved on that one. You gonna Sean, who's you your know? goat running back?
3: Yeah. Uh, it's Tiki Barber for me. Um, I know that a lot of giants running backs are, I mean, Excuse me. A lot of Giants fans don't have love for Tiki Barber just because the way it ended. Uh, obviously, he kind of quit on the team at the end of 2006 and his comments about Eli in 2007. But um, you can't deny his greatness, especially at the very end of his career. Uh, his last three seasons, he ended with, you know, over 2000 scrimmage yards. So uh, he was great running the ball, uh, great receiver out of the backfield. And obviously he had a little bit of a fumbling problem, but uh, that kind of got better um, by the end of his career. So. Uh, I know a lot of Giants fans like I said um kind of have hate for Tiki Barber but I've never had a problem with Tiki um, I mean, the Giants kind of went out and just proved him wrong the next year after he left. So um, there's no reason to really hate Tiki. I think they kind of just proved him wrong. So um, I, I always had love for Tiki. Um, I didn't really get to watch him that much. I was young, but uh, just watching all the highlights, just put, seeing all the numbers he put up, uh, I think it's it's kind of hard to argue against him. So that's who I have as, as
0: my... All-time team. leading rusher, by the way, with 10,449 yards, which, you know what? On the, on the grand list of things... I, I sometimes I don't think Tiki Barber gets enough credit.
3: Very, think, yeah. Very uh maybe some
0: hall of fame consideration uh in the future. I think when people get over again some of the messiness, you don't even bring up the fact that he left his pregnant wife for an intern at NBC. That did
3: not play That's, well. I'm sure yeah. I was that kind that of just New talking York about Bapers. the Giants time. Yeah. There's it, definitely it's it's that just, involved. Well, well. uh, On so, like
2: up so up many levels, issues Joe yeah. loves that. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, if he would have stayed for that Super Bowl in 07, I think he definitely would have. If he has the ring in there uh, on top of his resume, I think he's definitely, um, uh, I mean, gets a lot more Hall of Fame. Oh, I bet. He loves, but he definitely is. He's definitely got the numbers for it, for sure.
0: Well, dude, think about it. If he if he would have stayed, say he runs for another, what, 1,500 yards? You're talking about 12,000 yards in his career and a Super Bowl ring. Canton? You know? Yikes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Zay? Sure. Who is your guy? Now, here's the thing. My guy was Tiki Barber because I grew up in an era where Tiki Barber was
2: the main running back i seen. What the hell with Tiki Barber? Because, like we've mentioned before, the way his concept, it, you know, his career ended with the Giants. So, for me, it was more of a combo. So, I picked the band Earth, Wind, and Fire. That's what it was for me. It had to be the three guys of Brandon Jacobs, Mob Bradshaw, and Dirk Ware. I don't even wait though, to the, Even though they were three different guys, you know, the – they went to me. Were you know one person that was the three-headed monster for the Giants. Uh, they definitely set the tone for the team, and it made things a lot easier for what you said. You know the Giants' lackluster quarterback play that they've had for a very long time. You know you didn't have to always put it on Eli Manning. He had a great running back. He had a decent line back there. No, a great line. It got decent over the years. But again, it's the three-headed monster. I can't pick one because I like, got Tiki Barber. Is just an asshole. <laughs> I, I just You know I'm just going to just keep it real And again Brandon um, Jacobs the way he ended the careers Look at um, The one 60, in the green day
0: Those the, the, 60 we, rushing touchdowns are Giants Giants record career Record so uh, while they only Put up about half the yards because he did have To split carries obviously with uh, With the wind and fire portion Of that uh, Always always loved me some brandon jacobs so i'll say this fellas you guys you guys have done well i love the bradshaw jersey i love the
3: mod bradshaw i, I want a it. quick
0: tip of the cap for david wilson who i think was on his way before the neck injury to maybe that damn neck
3: and, yeah.
0: a, another great new york giant he was fun to um, watch. also I, I don't know you guys don't remember this but tyrone wheatley from michigan was a huge bust of a running back for the Giants. That Ron was a Dane's. dagger in the heart. Ron Dane from Wisconsin, uh, one of the greatest rushers in NCAA history, also couldn't hack it in New York. But I'll tell you who did
3: Paul Perkins.
0: A certain five foot seven. Tiny little Joe Morris. 1986, 21 rushing touchdowns. When he retired, he was the all-time rushing and touchdown leader. Both of those records, again, one broken by Jacobs, the other by Tiki Barber. 21 touchdowns this guy had in 1986, man. The recipe for the Giants was LT will wreak havoc and Joe Morris will put the ball in the end zone. This New York Giants team in 86 had lousy corners and two of the worst safeties in the NFL. Uh, they won because of the pass rush and they won, even though Phil Sims was starting to come into his own, I think he made the pro bowl in 86, probably didn't deserve it. Uh, it was all about Joe Morris. This guy was outstanding. I had a chance to meet Joe Morris as an adult a few years ago. Uh, and he was just as amazing as when I met him as a 12 year old in 1986. So I'm going to say Joe Morris. Is the greatest running back in Giants history. Although, I think the numbers clearly would point to Tiki. But, I'm not a numbers guy. You know what I'm more into, Zay? I want to make sure that your personal life is in order. Or, I don't know, that you could be my favorite player. I'm just now You're you could be a Cowboys fan. And then you'd have no favorite player, <laughs> Dude, you know what? I got to say this. There are times in my lifetime where I get so aggravated when the Giants caught Pick any of those all-pro kickers in the last decade. Ultra Rojas or Josh Brown, who made a mistake. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Bye-bye. You don't get to be a New York football giant when you behave that way. And, and I guess for me, my NFL standards are much higher than what the NFL sets for itself, which is a real shame. Um, Steve Risser, Sports Talk with RJ, Wednesdays, 1 o'clock on the CMG Sports Network. Make sure you check them out. For Isaiah Groves, King Zay, good stuff today, my friend. Sean Scanlon is the man as well. I'm Joe McGuire. We'll catch you next Sunday morning previewing the New York Giants and the New York Jets right here on the CMG Sports Podcast Network. Thanks so much. Have a good one.
1: Sanderson looking in, zone over a pass, he's looking for King and he's, got he's gonna go down the right side, Lawrence down to the 20, 30, down to the 40, he might go all the way.
0: Third down and seven, good jump off the line by Strahan, who gets the sack. Pressure from Thomas off the edge, Eli Manning stays on his feet, airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Four-man rush. Eli throwing into traffic on the sideline. They're gonna and a catch by Manning.